Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. So excited about this show, not necessarily because it's our show, because I'm always I'm always excited about our show. Um, but I'm excited because I, I learned while we were off the air, uh, you know, we were getting all the pre-show stuff set up and everything. Uh, that we're actually going to have two two vent sessions here today and you know it's nfl draft week it's been really busy for me i've had to debate you know uh callers all week long about who's gonna draft who and what teams need what and why you know i'm an idiot for thinking this and then why they're an idiot for thinking that and back and forth and you know sports radio and all that fun stuff now i get to have the juicy juicy uh you know and i don't have to debate i can just sit back and listen so um we do have Granny Hoekster with us. We do have the icon with us, the two best co-hosts anybody could ever ask for here on uh, the still ever-growing show, uh, Attitude Era Live. And uh, icon, before we get into who's on tonight, uh, which which we will get into, and I know we have a jam-packed show, um, we kind of pulled straws off the air. Uh, we kind of did rock, paper, scissors, pulled names out of hats, pulled straws, and we decided that Granny is going to vent first, uh, seeing as Icon does most of the venting on the program. Uh, we, we will let Granny get her get her vent fix in here uh, as long as we can be promised that we're actually going to hear Icons because he told us last week he was going to do it and didn't get a chance to. So, um, so what? So, so what, what, what's what's going on? What's ailing you? Okay. Well, you know, real I quick, to... Granny, before you, oh, Granny, oh, go before ahead. You, Granny, before you give your heel, remember, you joined us. You, you became part of the show because you had the vent. So go ahead. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, well it's I, been a while. thanks, guys. I mean, I went to a you know, and I don't rent very often, but this really pissed me off last night. I went to a wrestling show last night in Springdale, WCWA Showdown House Rules, and the fans got to vote on all the matches. Well, the main That's event cool. was my very good friend, Magnificent Malico versus Will Alday. Now, Granny does not like Will Alday. I've never liked Will Alday. Can't stand the guy. And the stipulation was, should he be allowed to have a title shot, championship match, or did he have to earn it? Well, of course, I voted that he needed to earn it. Okay? Well, the other fans voted that he should have the championship shot. Well, oh, wow. Will all day comes out and everything, and we're all waiting for Malico. Well, all of a sudden they show this video of Malico like working out in his garage and you know talking about Will all day and and the video is on my Facebook page. I shared it on my Facebook page. Long story short, guys. Malico's standing in his driveway. He turns around. He walks out into the street by in front of his driveway at his house, okay? All of a sudden, he turns around. What the hell? Here comes this speeding red car, hits Malico, and takes off. Well, this little... Weasel guy that come out with Will all day last night, DJ, which I do not like either. He thinks he's trying to take over his brother's show. His brother, Wes McCann, is the basically public relations guy for WCWA. Okay, so they come out and they said, okay, ref, you know, and, and Will all day says, Oh, you know, I've seen the error my ways. I'm trying to make things right, blah, 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 blah. And I said, you missed two shows. You should have been fired. He says, Granny, you're right. I should have been fired. But I'm trying to change my ways and da-da-da-da-da, just running his mouth like he always thinks he has to do. And he told the referee, he says, he says, start counting, ref, start counting. So they counted to 10, and, of course, Malico couldn't be there, obviously, for various good reasons. And they gave the championship belt to Will Alden without him having to even lift a finger to wrestle anybody to earn that championship belt. That's what pissed me off. Wow. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I don't really know the guy. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know the dynamic of his history, you know, like, you know him because you follow that particular company. Uh, but it sounds to be like, you know, he's he's going to be one of those champions that's going to, you know, weasel his way in and out of things. He's, he's, he, it sounds like, honestly, it sounds like they did their job correctly. As much as it pisses you off to give a heel champion the way that they gave the heel champion the belt because it, it you know heels are supposed to get under your skin if they're a good heel they're supposed oh, to make I, you want to scream well, at the TV I, I I know that and that doesn't so much piss me off it's just the fact that they should have made him because I mean the public relations guy Wes he tried to stop it he tried to stop it he he tried to not let it happen I mean he tried his very best 
But the thing is, I know Magnificent Malico well enough, and he posted a comment because he shared the video of what happened on his Facebook page. And, you know, I know Malico is eventually going to get that belt back. I know that because I know Magnificent Melico quite well. He eventually, when he gets his shot, he – so I shared that video, and I made a comment. I said, all I can say is, Will Alday, you better watch your back, because Magnificent Malico is going to be coming after you and coming after his belt. But – and, of course, I couldn't wear my granny shirt last night because – I had a very special installation ceremony to do at our Moose Lodge yesterday, and I was one of the installing officers. So I had to wear a nice outfit. You know, I had to dress up. You know, so Granny went incognito last night. Mm. And of course, everybody's asking me at the show, where's your Granny shirt? Where's... Of course, I know I'm Granny. I don't have to have my Granny shirt on to be Granny. I mean, that... but without even thinking that I wore this very very pretty purple purple blouse, nice blouse, you know, with my with my long skirt. Without even thinking the consequences of Will Alday, because he has purple, he comes out wearing a purple jacket and purple tights, and you know, he's like, oh, Granny Plant is, oh, we're we're twins, you know, she's my queen, and blah 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 blah. I am never going to be your queen, Will Alday, <laughs> because. I don't like you, and I did not plan on that. And God forbid, oh, I wish I would have had time to go home and change my clothes before I went to that show. And he told me last night, he says, Granny, you really do look good in purple. And I said, well, thank you for that. But I said, I will never wear purple ever again to this show. You will never see me in purple again. And I guarantee one thing, Will all day, May 23rd next month, when you come back to WCWA, I am going to be making sure that I am in my granny shirt full-blown because you are never going to see me in purple again, my friend. Mm. Well, let me um, – let me can I put in my two cents about this? Sure. Sure. If I could. Now, Will Alday, uh, let me tell you something about this guy. One, he's a disgrace to the color purple, okay? No boy. <laughs> Long, long live the Vikings. One, look, purple is not your color, dude. And two, <laughs> this guy, this guy looks like a, this guy looks like some pretty boy heel. Eight, well, you guys know what I mean when I say heel. We talked about that up there, but yes. um, for those listening, I can say this: heel is uh, icon for a hole. So just fill in the blanks. But look, this guy, one is a disgrace to the color purple. You should not be wearing purple to Viking colors. You're disrespecting it. You look like some pretty boy. You remind me of, uh, this guy reminds me of Stephen Richards, and I hate Stephen Richards, you know. Uh, so, did, so did you look up him on Facebook icon by chance? Did you, did yeah, you I'm looking up, no, no, Granny, I'm looking up this photo here. I see Will all day, at least the photo that I'm seeing anyway. Has hey, you know, he's got like the long Orlando Bloom type hair and a little goat, you know, faded goatee thing going on, and the nice, you know, pullover leather jacket. But I'm looking at Man- Magnificent Malico because I was a little um, invested in the story, and I was trying to trying to get a, a grip on on these people as you were as you were saying their names here. And uh, he looks like I, I don't know if the face paint 
is done intentionally, but the photo that I'm looking at, he kind of looks like a baboon from The Lion King. But you know well, what I'm saying? He kind of has that, that Malico, weird face. does his own face makeup like a, a clown type. He, he He's like a like clown an evil type clown. character. Yeah, but he looks like Rafiki but from he, The Lion King. That's just me. I'm just but, saying. Yeah, but, but, he, but he, he's a phenomenal wrestler. I mean, let me tell you, Malico nice. is as limber as, it, as he can be. I mean, he is a great wrestler. But, uh, that, yeah, if you get a chance, You'll have to check out that video on Malika's page, or I think I shared it on my page too. But so, so that's my vent, guys. That's my vent for the night. I, Granny doesn't fans. Granny doesn't vent very often, but last night, I mean, mm. the show was the rest of the show was amazing. It was an awesome night of matches, great matches, with the exception of the main event that never took place. So long as you say is, like I said, Will all day, you better watch your back, boy, because Malico will be coming after you, and he will be coming back after his title belt. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, though, Big Swing, how you describe the magnificent Malico. Uh, you know, you say uh, Bea Boone thing. I, I, I thought, to me, you know, and I know who he is, too, uh, he kind of reminds me a lot of The Fiend, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but but the fiend is a mask. I mean, this this is painted, and again, he could change it up. I don't know. I don't know the guy from Hole in the Wall, but the picture that I'm looking at, which is the WCWA rematch, Magnificent Malico uh, and and Will All Day. Uh, I don't know when it was from, um, but I'm looking it at it. It was supposed to be. Well, their their main event was supposed to be in last night. At the WCWA showed on House Rules because that was one of the matches we the fans got to vote on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'm looking at it, and I don't know if he changes his face paint all the time or what. Um, but Not I mean, I'm looking lot. at. He doesn't change it around a whole lot. I mean, every once in a while, but he always has like the M in the middle and the white, you know, the white paint on his face and everything. He he doesn't mm. change it around a whole lot. He pretty much keeps it. Pretty much keeps it. I mean, because like I said, I've seen him wrestle on both sides of the fence, guys. I've seen Malico as a heel. I've seen Malico as a baby face. I like him more as a baby face than I do a heel. But Malico has wrestled as a heel before. I mean, I will admit that. I mean, matter of fact, when Malico wrestled for WFC, he was the heel. And there was a video that I did, oh, with him. Oh, probably about a couple years ago, three years ago, something like that. He had a match with Paul Puerto Rico, and it was called Who's Your Daddy's Match, and he had kidnapped Arrow Kid. And uh, I had found a a pacifier from uh, Dollar General. It looked like it had a little clown on the pacifier, and we did a little promo thing, and that video is still floating around out there in Facebook land somewhere. And, <laughs> because uh, I popped that pacifier in Malico's mouth. <laughs> I, I can't. We do have two. Uh, we have a 601 and a 336. Uh, um, well, let's see. So the, the intern is telling me that it's North Carolina and Mississippi. Well, let me find out here real quick just to make sure. I wish we had, like, the Jeopardy theme music to put in between these quiet spots. Well, you know, 
I just got to make sure that we get the, so we don't get like a toilet flush guy. You know how much we hate him. Well, we, you know, I, I don't know. You want me to put them both on and we'll, we'll check it out? Or, I mean, I mean uh, go, go, do the three, three, six first. Three, three, six first. Okay. You're on. Ladies hey, and this gentlemen. is Patrick Peak. Oh. Well, go ahead. Wait, go ahead and you go ahead and say what you were going to say. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. As you can tell, everybody, he is ready. He is one of the coolest-looking independent wrestlers in the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Patrick McPeak. Hey, this is Patrick Peak. You're listening to Attitude Aerial live with the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. So how's it going, big guy? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. No problem. So here's what we're going to do here real quick. Uh, we're going to have you give a little background about yourself, and then uh, I'm going to ask some questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me and ask you the difficult questions. So go ahead. I was a little kid at about the age of seven, watched wrestling with my grandpa, became a big fan ever since. And when I turned 12 years old, went to Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton looked dead at my face, and that's when I noticed I wanted to become a wrestler. Ever since then, I've just been doing backyard wrestling, and now I'm doing independent, and that's where the story leads. And uh, I will say, for those of you who have not seen him, uh, uh, Patrick uh, is a pretty uh, handsome-looking guy. Uh, You know, I like you. You're not my type, but uh, you are a handsome-looking guy. I will say that. (laughs) Thanks, man. All right, so we have Patrick uh, McPeak is our guest here. we got uh, 28 minutes. So, now, you started out backward wrestling. Now, are we talking about, like, Mick Foley diving off the garage in, onto mattresses, or are we talking uh, light bulbs grinding into your buddy's forehead? What kind of backyard wrestling are we talking about? Well, it's kind of a mix of both. Uh, when I first started doing backyard wrestling, we all of my buddies, we was about 30 of us in our neighborhood, we always did it in the backyard on a trampoline. And out of the 30 of them, I was the, pretty much the dumbest one to do anything. Our very first show that we did, we did in front of all of our parents, and the, pretty much the whole neighborhood came to watch us. And I literally would – we had a double-wide trailer. And I literally – we did – the main event was me versus my rival, and also he was my last guy that I went against when I actually did a uh, – how do I say? It was like our farewell match, and then four years later, I come back doing backyard. But that last match, I actually it was a what? It, what's that word called again? Oh yeah, lumberjack match. And I literally was like, you know how every lumberjack works? They everybody just gets in one big brawl. And so I literally jumped off the top of the double wide trailer and landed on all my friends. And I was oh, wow. very. Start- that's that's awesome. Now, um, with uh, you know, you mentioned everybody in the neighborhood uh, uh, came to check you out. Now, uh, were there anybody that was uh, uh, was there anybody there that was uh, cheering you on, uh, cheering against you because you didn't mow their lawn correctly, or when you were the paper <laughs> boy in the neighborhood, you used to throw the papers in the bushes? Anything like that going on? Nah, I'll admit it. I was the lazy kid. <laughs> I never really mowed lawns. 
didn't do any of that. I just would go out there and put on a good show. I started out as a face, and I turned to a bad guy as the years go on. And for the past maybe six years now, I've just been staying as a bad guy because I have more fun being a heel than being a good guy. And well, with that being said, well, with that being said, I was going to ask you, uh, we have Patrick McPeak as our guest here. we got uh, 24 minutes. Uh, I, I, I usually ask, uh, so when you wrestle, do you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-between, or a crowd guy? You mentioned you're a heel. So, Granny, we have a heel. <laughs> what do you got? Woo! Yay! Because, you know, hello, I'm Granny Holster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan of the sport. But Granny does not like the heels. And I can talk some pretty good smack to them when I have to. I think I would have a lot of fun talking some smack to you. I don't think I'd be be too afraid of you. Yeah, you you could probably say a lot to me. I just won't say nothing because I'm... I'm really not that good with promos, but I've been working on it for – I'm still working on my promos, but it, they're well, getting better well, as they go. Let me let me give you an example of what some of my heel wrestling buddies say to me. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. I'm only 58, by the way. Or they'll, <laughs> they'll tell me, don't I have a curfew at the nursing home? And I had a wrestler ask me that one time, and I grabbed my keys, and I threw my fist up in his face, and I almost hit him in the nose. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. <laughs> that, so, that, I'm, that reminds a whole lot of my grandfather because we actually had front row seats to a show one time, and he uh, actually was close to actually smacking the rock. Oh my! And it was, and, oh wow! And it was actually a, uh, it was a, uh, it was not a televised show. It was just a live show, and The Rock was a bad guy at the time. And like The Rock just looks at him and runs his mouth, and and somehow it got in my grandpa's head, and he forgot that it's just a show. And he was like about a centimeter away from hitting the, hitting his nose with his hand. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> wow! And uh, just so, just so we, just so everybody knows, uh, we here at Attitude Air Live do not condone, as a fan, attacking any wrestler or touching them in any way, unless you're the icon and it's um, a hole, uh, heel. Um, oh God, the guy ticked me off so much I can't even think of his name anymore. Uh, uh, you guys, help me out. Who do I hate the most? I don't know. You don't like Kevin Owens. You hate Kevin Owens. Kevin All right, Owens. hold on here. Thank hold you. on here. Why do you hate Kevin Owens for? He oh, hates everybody. No, I don't <laughs> hate everybody. Just don't get me started on Kevin Owens. Uh, there was a uh, well, uh, well, because this is your time. We'll 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 come back to that. Uh, we have. Uh, we have our we have our we have our great guest here. Uh, we have uh, Patrick McPeak is our guest here. We have uh, 22 minutes. Uh, we'll go to Big Swing. What do you guys for our guest? Go ahead. I know you got some questions about uh, backyard wrestling. Go ahead. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, you kind of answered a little bit, but to go into some uh, some detail on it, um, what made you decide that you know? this is what you wanted to do. I mean, I know you said, you know, when you looked at Randy Orton, you said, boom, I want to be a wrestler, but what about it from, 
from the standpoint of that. I mean, you know, I, I've I've had football players, you know, look at me when I was pregame, postgame. I don't want to play football, so I'm just wondering, like, what drew you to wrestling? What drew you to the business in general? And uh, what have what have been some of your best moments uh, doing this? Well, what really drawn to me was probably when it was probably Randy Orton. I really yeah. enjoyed and but besides Randy Orton, it was the fans. I mm. loved seeing the fans go wild when a wrestler made a big return or finally got his big push and won the world title or any championship. Like that that's the kind of stuff that I like. Every single time when I see a the, the fans just blow the roof off the place from yelling, screaming, cussing. Which, which Randy Orton was your favorite Randy Orton? Because he's, he's had a couple of changes throughout uh, his career. So I like the Randy Orton now. Okay. Okay. I like him. Like, I liked him when he was with Evolution. I did, but that was my favorite of all. But then when he started doing all this, crazy stuff with Edge and doing this stuff with the Fiend, I'm just like, okay, like this is a whole new Randy Orton. I mm. really dig in this guy that's actually just ferocious. He is not laying back and he's he's really going after something and it's and I'm on the edge of my seat every single time I see him do a promo or get in that ring because I don't know what I I don't know what to expect what he does. That's you know, and Patrick, what, how much uh, he's changed. And Patrick, uh, Big Swing is a major edgehead, by the way. Yeah, Edge is Edge I is definitely my I'm favorite. I'm a big Edge fan too. That Edge is my all-time favorite. Oh, there we go. See, I you know, know like and, this guy. And if uh, Big Swing fact, had I'm his actually way, wearing an Edge shirt right now. There we go. <laughs> and here's the deal, Patrick. If uh, Big Swing had his way. Edge would marry Alexa Bliss, and they'd have little. Uh, they'd have little big swings. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I liked Alexa Bliss when Alexa Bliss was Alexa Bliss. I don't know if I'm digging this whole crazy, creepy character thing she's doing, but you know, hey, each their own. They switch it up. Um, what have been? What have been some of your? favorite moments uh, throughout your career and, and some of the things that you've done in, in backyard wrestling and stuff that really you look back on and, and you're like, wow, you know, if I could do that again, I, I definitely would. Um, my number one favorite was probably winning the world title for the mm, – Well, that, that's, the that's a good number one. <laughs> yeah. But the, like, but the 16th time I won it was actually – my last backyard backyard match, and then that yeah, was our my very last match, and it was the very last match ever that we did. And mm. but we have but four years later we come back, and I love the return. Like I'm a lot bigger now because when I finished, I was at least ninety pounds at the time. Mm. Now I'm at two hundred seventy pounds at six foot one. Oh wow! Okay. So, yeah. So, so and I come that's, back, that's quite a bit different. Yeah. And a four, four years later, I come back, title on my shoulder, and I bring up a big like he was. 
he was really a nobody, but we started putting the videos on YouTube of this return. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make him into a sub somebody because he used to be one of my best friends. And, like, I don't hold no grudges, but I would love to return with BPW right now because we're stuck in the middle of a storyline because we ain't talking anymore. Mm. But I really would like to continue that, but I love my favorite moment is when he actually beat me in our very first match against each other. And it was a backyard brawl match. Like it was pretty much like a false count anywhere match, but it was all over the backyard. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, Pageant Peaks, I guess. we got 17 minutes. Uh, uh, Bixman, you have any other questions, or are we going to move on to the harder stuff? Uh, I, I'm good for now, man. You, you, can, you can go forward with it. Okay. Uh, first off, uh, Patrick, uh, real quick here, I want everybody to know this listening to this interview. We're still doing our contest, and uh, our Facebook page has got a lot of traffic. Uh, whoever... Uh, likes our page from the end of this show to the beginning of the next show and gets automatically qualified to uh, win an autograph uh, from one of this week's guests. And uh, mm-hmm. we're kind of hoping, Patrick, that you'll be able to help us out with that. You might be able to send us a few autographs for giveaways if you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been seeing your text messages telling me to do that and everything. I just I really haven't had the time to, but I, and I don't really even have no real picture to actually give, but I'm thinking about going to this photo shoot where I train at, they're going to do probably next month and I'll send it in or possibly I'll talk to my trainer, see if he can push it a little bit earlier where I can just get my pictures took and I can probably do it this weekend and then I can get them printed by Wednesday and I'll send them to you. Uh, Also, in case you can, I'm sure Icon will let you sign a picture of him too. I'm just saying. He loves pictures of himself. Well, yeah, that's uh, usually what I do is, uh, you know, I, I, I send you the request on Messenger. And, yes, I usually ask for one for myself, and then I put you up on my man cave wall. And then I he let does people do that. know. And I let people know who you are. So, you know. That is true. So yeah, before, before a big football game or something, I say, this is uh, this is the king of backyard wrestling. Now, speaking of backyard wrestling, uh, now we're going to get into the tough stuff of the interview. Oh boy! Uh, you know, you mentioned you know you mentioned that you know you're just starting to train right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I ask uh, I ask all independent wrestlers this, and I'm going to put it to you because no one ever answered the same way. Two part question. Now let's say that uh, you know you I know you're just starting out training, like I said, but let's say that someone from like AEW or Ring of Honor or the WWE sees you at one of your events, and they come and talk to you on the show and say, "Hey, we're having tryouts next week," and uh, we're, uh, you know, uh, if, you know, things go well, we got, we have a big contract we'd offer you, two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, if you get that big-time contract, will you not big-time us and still talk to us and still be our friend? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Ring of Honor decided to send me a contract. I would an 88% chance that I would say no to them. And I would say no to AEW. Hmm. Because I'm more focused 
on WWE because WWE has always held a special place in my heart. Hmm. Well, you know, like, you know, that's understandable. But, uh, I mean, with uh, AEW, I mean, it could be a stepping stone to the WWE. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of, they keep themselves pretty pretty separate. I mean, they're they're AEW is the closest thing to WCW right now, and you know how Vince feels about that. But you, I was just wondering though, you mentioned um, WWE has you know the spot in your heart, and that's the contract that obviously you'd, you'd ultimately be aiming for. From a backyard wrestling standpoint, with what WWE is doing right now. Um, and again, it's been a while since I've actually sat down and digested an episode, but based on what I've been seeing, um, w- would your style really correlate? I mean, I-, I think I think that, you know, the whole PG era and, and no blood and no violence and no anything, I, I mean, I-, I would think that that would be something that would ultimately get boring for you. As much people love WWE, uh, you know, from a sentimental standpoint, it might get boring for you because you, you can't, can't really fight the way you used to fight and the way you love fighting. Well, I'm, it, it really wouldn't get me bored because – Nobody like me. I hate bleeding. I do because I, I would, I would not want like if, if somebody told me that I don't have to bleed anymore in my career of wrestling, I would literally look at him and I said, "Thank you." Mm, yeah, uh, true. I can see it. But the backyard wrestling that we've done in BPW and before BPW, it really just stuck with it really just stuck with uh pretty much a WWE storyline and pretty much the rated version like PG because but I really really would think that if you do backyard wrestling I would really look at you and tell you that you're stupid mm-hmm. because I w- I really wish I didn't do any of the backyard wrestling I really do because my all these matches that I've done is starting to come back on me because I'm starting to feel it in my body because I can be hanging out with my buddies or something and I'd be sitting there having my fist and my backbone pushing it forward trying to make it pop because my back hurts so much from doing all the doing bumps on the solid ground and jumping off of things like it really takes a toll on you at such a young age but a lot of people think that when you're at a young age, you don't feel back pain. You don't feel nothing. You don't have no nerves. It, it will wear out on you if you keep on doing it constantly. Hmm. That makes sense. That's awesome. So we have uh, we have uh, we have uh, our buddy here as a guest here. Now, this, here's the thing. Now, I, I guess I can understand. You know. Uh, Having you know a special loyalty to the WWE, I can understand that. And uh, you know, so here's my next question for you then. Uh, and we have uh, Patrick McPeak is our guest here. We have uh, ten minutes. Um, you know, doing the backyard wrestling. You know, you seem like we. Uh, you know, you would be a great candidate for uh, being like a hardcore uh, champion. How about that? Would that be something that you set your sights on? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, my main goal is to win every single title known to man in the WWE. Like, 
if they if they bring back the hardcore championship, I would be all over that. Like I'd be like, all right, they're pushing me for the world heavyweight title, and I see the ha- hardcore championship. I'm gonna just be like, all right, hold the storyline with the world title. I got to get this first. Now, with that being said, and uh, you know, backyard wrestling, we know that it's basically no holds barred, and uh, you know, you use whatever is available to you. So you wouldn't care if it was uh, uh, thumbtacks or baseball bats or uh, what is it, tack backs and uh, wood slats. Barbed wire you baseball bats. It doesn't matter. Uh, everything else sounds fine except for the thumbtacks because I've actually never done thumbtacks. Well, uh me and but this, I've landed. Uh, now I took a bump has... on Legos. <laughs> really? Now. Yeah, hey. I took a bump on Legos. Well, I'll tell you what. I know it's like to step on one of those things. So, geez. Uh, the thing about Legos is they'll they'll uh, they'll leave the mark on your back, but they won't stick into you. You know. Now, if now let me ask you this: Have you ever watched Inside the Rope? like any of their interviews or anything, because there's two that you need to watch is Chris Jericho and Edge. They actually talked about their hardcore matches, like Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose in the Insane Asylum or whatever it was. And then then you got Mick Foley and Edge's hardcore match at WrestleMania. They actually mm. do stick in you, but pretty long. But they cut it down where it's almost a centimeter, or more, but they do stick into you, and it will draw blood. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, though, it's still not uh, still not something I'd want to do. Uh, we have Pat, Patrick, uh, Patrick is our guest here. We got eight minutes. So, with that, uh, with that being said, uh, what uh, you know, we won't touch too much on it because we know COVID sucks. But how has COVID uh, affected what you're doing in your area there? It it really hasn't really affected us much because mostly everybody in North Carolina is a bunch of rednecks. They usually go, they probably would just do whatever they want to and don't care about anything else. Like a lot of people that go into Walmart or something, they'll tell them to wear masks. They'll just look at you and say, screw off, and they're just going to walk in without no masks. That they really can't do anything. Like they really won't listen to anybody. But the backyard wrestling to not to in today's time covid hasn't really affected vpw at all because the only thing that really affected them was their parents and my parents because my pretty much all parents really are very very strict about it about covid and we just didn't listen to them and we just did it anyways and but we just took a lot of segments out of our matches to make it shorter so we can do it and then everybody gets home faster and to try to avoid any type of COVID symptoms. But it really hasn't affected us much. So if you know what it is, let us know when your next match might be, when it is, where it is, uh, and if uh, people are allowed to come check it out. Well, I can already tell you that I've already got a match coming up. I'm going to be doing my last, my very last backyard wrestling match that I'm ever going to do. It's going to be my retirement. 
And I've already picked my opponent. We haven't decided what his name's going to be yet. But I, when I do that match with him, it, it's going to be an awesome match. And it will not disappoint anybody. And I, we haven't settled a date yet, but Icon, I'll text you when the date will be. And it will be uploaded on YouTube. I'll send you the channel and everything. Y'all can do a review on it. And we'll we'll just settle it on from there. Well, I got I got a better idea. I got a better idea. Why don't we do this? Uh we'll have you come back on the show and uh what we'll do is uh Big Swing and uh uh Granny and myself will have YouTube loaded up and we'll have you loaded up and we'll do a watch along and you can give us commentary on the match as we're watching it together. How's that sound to you? That would might be really really cool to do. I, you know what? I'm down. We'll do it. All right, we will do that. So you keep me posted, and we'll definitely get that done. Um, so uh, real quick here, we got we only got a, we only got a few minutes, and and I'm having fun with this interview. It's just awesome. Um, so you know you mentioned uh, you know you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the you know uh, you know you had your last match and you came back to it and now you're going to retire you're not going to be like one of those you're not going to be like Ric Flair and retire and then come back and retire and then retire and then come back are you no this is a one and done as soon as I'm right. going backyard I'm sticking to pro because starting to get worried that when I do a backyard match, I'm, I've got a higher chance of getting hurt, and I don't want to end up getting hurt where it'll affect the rest of my career where I can't do wrestling no more. Because if I don't All do right. wrestling, I'm going to be a real miserable person, and I'm just going to be depressed all the time. And uh, I, I hope you, you you won't get offended with this comparison, but, you know, you guys, his pro, uh, pro, pro picture uh, with his uh, – uh, which is uh, which is a little different, uh, you know. He kind of reminds me a lot of Dean Ambrose. Uh, he looks just, he just looks like him with his black attire. He's awesome. I hope you don't mind that comparison, but you remind me of him when I first saw you. Well, don't. <laughs> I'm not offended at all because I've been told by a lot of people that I look a whole lot like Dean Ambrose. But when I was little. And I had the long blonde hair when my hair was down to my shoulders. People always called me a, a meanie Dolph Ziggler. Hmm. A meanie Dolph Ziggler. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I just had that blonde hair and I always wore the little them trunks that had the little zipper on the front of it, like what he used to wear. That's what I used to wear. Uh, Patrick, Patrick, sorry, yes, we got about two minutes. So real quick here, so uh, so we can do this. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing and uh, keep tabs on you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, a uh, a Life Flight Fund. What do you got? Uh, got Instagram. Uh, I got Snapchat <laughs> and uh, and Facebook, and that's about it. Awesome. Oh, well, I'll tell you YouTube. what. Uh, I forgot about YouTube. Well, I'll tell you what. You have been awesome. And real quick here, uh, on YouTube, which match do you want people to gravitate towards? What, we, what would you want them to check out? Which one is your most proud of? Go to BPW, check out 
championship wrestling and look up Tony the Cowboy Adams versus Jacob the Ace Castro. That's the one that you need awesome. to watch, and it's the and it's the BPW World Championship match. And I'll see all of our brawls that we had before that match. Awesome. Definitely do that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we have about 30 seconds, so we do appreciate uh, you joining us, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to send us out some autographs uh, whenever you get around to it. Uh, we appreciate all you do, and we'll definitely have you back on again. And I guarantee you uh, we'll be the first podcast to ever do a watch-along with the wrestler. I mean, there's other podcasts doing it, but it'll be the first time we've ever done it, uh, anybody's ever done it with a wrestler, so we'll do that with you. Thanks, Patrick. All right, thank you so much, man. That's an honor. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, All right. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, buddy. All right, that's awesome. So uh, our next guest uh, should be calling in certainly, uh, shortly, I do believe. Well, yeah, we have a uh, 601 and a 678. All right, let me look back at my notes here. Because, you know, some of the, uh, some of these people I have to uh, – all right, 678 is who you want to put on. 678. Well, I know that the 601 has been waiting for a little bit. They were actually on hold this entire time. Do you want to see who they are first or uh, – I, I know who they are. They're going to help with my event at the end. Oh, oh, okay, and, and we have a 701 uh, number as well that just popped on the line also. I have no idea who that is. Which um, is your area code. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Um, Let's put on the 701 as a, as a fellow North Dakotan. Um, what's up? Who's this? Hey, Icon, can you hear me? Yeah. What's going on with you and, and the Red Hawks? You say you want to talk about it. Let's hear about it. Well, I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm going to talk about it at the end. Oh, are you going to talk about Jerry Thomas too, Dan? Yes, he is. Most definitely. Yep. He's an he you know he's an asshole. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we yes, know that. That's what Icon's been too. getting at. Um, how about okay, this? Well, I'm, I, so you got you're welcome you to stay on hold. You're, well, you're welcome to stay on hold, or you can try calling back in about uh, 45 minutes, give or take. It's up to you. Yeah, I, I guess I'll. Uh, well, before I stay on hold, I gotta have a shit. Hold on. <laughs> Yo, he got. I got. Wow. <laughs> the Flush guy is back, and yo, he actually knew about your situation, too. Wow, he's doing his research for his trolling now. Lovely. Um, all right, well, I'm going to put the 678 on, man, if the 601 is going to be helping you. Um, all right. Go all, right. There, so. all right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is the next coming down to the ring. As he steps to the ropes, let's welcome him right now. We have A-Rod Axel Bully. Well, hello there. Yes, it is the famous SVW World Champion, the Madman Axel Foley, 
And you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. Hey, Axel, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How about y'all? Good. So here's what we'll do, uh, just like uh, with the last guest. Uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll interview you and have some fun. Not a problem, not a problem. Go ahead. Give us a little background. Yeah, um, well, like I said, um, I am. I work for the promotion Southern Violence and Wrestling down here in Athens, Georgia, at the Southern Brewing Company. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been such a big fan of wrestling, man, since <laughs> since the mid '80s. Um, just truly enjoyed watching wrestling as a fan and whatnot, and um, I got my start. Um, in the ring with one of my good friends, my buddies, uh, goes by Nitrous around 2001. And, uh, and like I said, just um, really didn't do full-time wrestling until about 2014. And then I've just been on the on the go ever since then and whatnot. So. Now, with your with your name, you know, Axel Foley, uh, you know, some uh, may ask, uh, like our chat room is kind of talking about right now, uh, did you get your name from a famous 80s movie? Uh, good old Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I kind of use it, well, because my last name is Foley, so that is my legal last name. Um, Axel is just my name just of course using uh just changing the letters around but it really kind of stemmed from when i was a kid in middle school my pe coach just used to all of a sudden out of the blue just started calling me axel and was be like axel rod a rod at times and and then it just stuck it just you know from when i lived in texas that's what i was called and then when i moved down to georgia kids in school, friends of mine, and even family members would just call me Axel at times. So it just kind of stuck, and then I just kept and just used it ever since, you know, when I got into wrestling. Well, see, you're, you're lucky because your gym teacher, you know, used to, you know, call you A-Rod, and I'm going to call you A-Rod because I like that. Uh, but, <laughs> see, you're lucky because when, uh, when I was in gym class, uh, you know, I'm the icon now, but back in the day my gym teacher used to call me Pick Him Last. Uh, so. <laughs> oh man, dang! Was there a reason why you just get used, get get called pick him last? Because uh, I was always pick last. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that's uh, that's just not a cool thing by that gym teacher, huh? Well, no. Well, eventually he would uh, make me uh, probably the uh, coolest. Uh, um, manager in the history of uh, uh, um, boys and girls basketball in the state of North Dakota. So everything worked out. Well, that's always a good thing. That's good. So we have A-Rod as our guest here. We have 25 minutes. So now with your career and you've been, uh, you know, as long as you've been doing it, um, have you, uh, you, you obviously travel. Where have uh, where is a place that uh, that uh, you like to always go where you, you seem to always be perceived well? Well, like I said, I've pretty much um, just been working, like I said, in Athens. Um, 
with Southern Violence and Wrestling. It's based um, at the Southern Brewing Company there. So, uh, yeah, it's just been been received pretty good, you know, within that area. Um, of course, it being a, a big time college town, you know, with the with the Georgia Bulldogs, UGA. So. Um, but we 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 definitely draw just a lot of fans are just so much into it and whatnot, and not just even with me. I mean, there's a lot of great talent within SVW, um, guys and girls, and uh, it's it's. I mean, we get well received. It's like I said, it's just pretty overwhelming and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, yeah, that's where I've been really working for right now. Um, but hopefully, just seeing that I might be able to kind of branch myself a little bit more in different areas and whatnot as well, too. Uh, A-Rod's, A-Rod's our guest here. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have uh, 23 minutes. So now, uh, when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-between, or are you more of a, a crowd guy, what they think you're going to be? Uh, for the most part right now, with how things are going, um part of a faction um it's called fame and we're pretty much the heels right now uh so it's just one of those things obviously you know it you know i have a lot of fun with it as you know as being the heel so it's just great that you can just react to everything the fans throw at you you know and well then uh, then a rod you're gonna love this Granny, we have another heel. What do you got? Hey, oh, Rod, yeah. And this Go is ahead, the heel night, obviously. And hello, I'm Granny Holster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan of the sport. And Granny does not like the heels. And you sound like I would have a lot of fun talking some smack to you, buddy, because I think you'd be a lot of fun to play with. Oh, yeah. Come on with it. Well, I would love I would love to because I'll tell you I've had a lot of my heel wrestling family members they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip I'm only 58 years old and or <laughs> they tell me don't you have a curfew at the nursing home Oh wow So and yeah. I always have a real good response coming back with that one so Ah. I don't have a curfew. I I don't need a curfew. I got keys to the building, baby. <laughs> oh, look at that! She's got the keys running the show. Now I've got the keys to the building, and I made a wrestler cry that night when I said that to him because I almost hit him in his nose when I said that to him. So, oh wow! I guess one of my one of my questions to you is, if you had an opportunity to have a dream match, any kind of dream match. What kind of match would you want it to be, and who would you want to face? Oh, man. Uh, big dream match. Wow. If I was really, like I said, for me, as again, as a big fan, I would I would probably really want to go, um, you know, against guys like, you know, uh, AJ Styles, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, and then, of course, <laughs> The Rock. So, Maybe if I could get them all in that infamous, like, a good old little fatal four-way, you know, where I could just have all the guys that really grew up, I've always grown up watching and whatnot there all at one go. time. There you, you go. Know, <laughs> so it would really just, like, make it that much more impactful and whatnot. So, yeah, I think that would be, like, a pretty fun, a fun style kind of match to go with um, with those well, three guys. I you, yeah, I, I know you said you'd like to, you know, venture out to other places. 
Have you ever thought of wrestling in Arkansas? Because that's where I live. I live in Springdale, Arkansas. We've got a couple local wrestling companies around here. Um, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, if, uh, definitely if the doors open and um, the opportunity, you know, is available, yeah, I would love to. You know, um, and then I have, just, and then I have some friends also over in Oklahoma. We do a a wrestling show called Wrestling for a Cause, where we do shows uh, for kids that have child, that are fighting childhood cancer. Matter of fact, we did our first two day event um, last weekend for a little girl that lived in Wagner, Oklahoma. We raised like two thousand dollars for her and her family, and that's the first show we've able been able to do for a child in over a year because of COVID. So it was oh, really man. fun to get to do, you know, get to do that again to, to help a child. So. Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's always, um, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, one that's, um, you know, just loves to be able to give back, you know. Uh, I mean, like I said, me um, obviously being grown up in, in the church itself, so it's like one thing I've just always – love to just to be able to do is just be a blessing to others, you know, in any way that I possibly can. So yeah, definitely doing things for the kids because for me, it's just, everything is full circle. Like I was them at one point in time as a fan of wrestling. And when my, um, my stepdad used to take me to the, uh, to the events, to the shows and whatnot, you know, I mean, for me, they were larger than life when I was a kid. So to now be the, the guy that's, you know, for these kids, I'm larger than life for them. It's just a full circle thing, you know, and it definitely for the kids, man, it's always a, a cool thing to be able to do, you know, to, uh, you know, when everybody gets together and just for a, a, a good common cause, you know, especially for kids like that, you know, in those types of situations, you know, I, I think that's an awesome thing to do. Uh, we'll, we'll have to work on getting you, we'll have to work on getting you a part of the country then. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Hey, Roger, guest here. We've got about 18 minutes. Uh, now I'm going to introduce you to Big Swing. Uh, he's an edgehead. What do you got for our guest? Go ahead, Big Swing. Hold on. I had to, I had uh, to put the uh, – no, I had to turn the microphone back on there. I was kind of uh, doing something on the side. I didn't want it to come through. Um, so kind of take us through a little bit. I know you gave us some background before, but kind of take us through how you – got into this what were some of your inspirations motivations anybody you looked up to uh anybody that you know really kind of drove you to do this because it's not every day that people get into the wrestling business you know so um just just wondering uh kind of what what brought you to where you're at yeah sure um so he said um you know I'm a, I'm a military brat so my parents were in the military so we traveled obviously um I was born in New Jersey and we moved to Germany when we got stationed out there and was out there for six years. So we moved back to the States and we moved in uh, down in San Antonio, Texas, and probably about, we've been there for about a year. Well, I think it was probably like a Saturday morning and I'm just scrolling through the channels to the TV, just probably trying to look for like some cartoons. And I just happened to all of a sudden click on, it was back then WWF superstars. And they had, they were just going over the whole incident where the mega powers were exploding when Hogan and their tag match left because Elizabeth got hurt and he was taking her to the back. And then Macho comes back after the match and he's just 
raising Kane and pissed off, and he just attacks Hogan and just starts beating the crap out of him. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, holy cow, this is, like, freaking awesome. Like, you know, these guys are just beating the crap out of each other, you know. And I'm, like, at the time, you know, talking about an eight-year-old, you know, watching this stuff. So I was just, like, just so intrigued. And from that point on, I mean, I was just hooked. Like, so I just never stopped watching. I just every every Saturday morning I was watching, you know, watching it, you know, whenever they had Saturday night's main event I was watching. And, you know, um Macho was one of the cool guys I always used to like watching and then Jake the Snake was another big time um wrestler I used to love watching. And um and then probably within the nineties once I eventually got wind of, you know, the NWA WCW and I was able to start watching them too and you know, watching Sting and Flair and uh, so, yeah, I just, from that time on, man, I just was just so hooked. And um, like I said, when we moved to Georgia and been here for a few years, um, I met my, who I call just like my brother from another mother, um, Nitrous. Um, we we worked together and we couldn't find out we were both big wrestling fans. And, you know, we both like Shawn Michaels, you know, and whatnot. So, um, him and his brother and friends used to do backyard wrestling, so they were like, hey, man, you want to do backyard wrestling with us? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not, you know? So, you know, we're over here backyard wrestling, you know, with friends. Um, some of my cousins, you know, were uh, backyard wrestling with us, and we did that up until about, like I said, we were like 17, 18 years old, and then doing that for a few years. And then uh, one time my buddy, like I said, he was working out at the gym that used to be around it was called Firehouse Fitness, and he ran into Rocky King, who was actually had his own promotion. And he used to, you know, work with um, NWA back then. Um, so definitely, yeah, we um, we got in with him, and he was willing to train us for free, you know, as long as we just helped out everywhere, basically paying our dues. So, um that's how we got our, 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 you know, got our start in the ring was through him. And um, I worked a few shows, but at the time I was already starting to work full time with Delta. So I couldn't really pursue it like I wanted to, like my buddy, he had more of a flexible schedule. So, so that whole time afterwards, I just, I never got into the ring, you know, not until about, you know, 2014, you know, um, I eventually got, through um, one of my friends sent me a flyer for, it was like a Christian wrestling promotion called KFW, got in there, and I was just going to work referee work, but then a spot opened up for me to, you know, what the guy wanted to do, was going to do a main event spot, and his friend didn't want to do it, so I ended up taking the place for him, and once I, you know, heard the fans just going nuts, and then like a lot of all wrestlers will tell you that it's it's just like a drug, that high you get just hearing them just, you know, interacting, just so into it, and it just stuck. So I just uh, kept on going from then, you know, worked with other promotions like DCWM and then um, some uh, CWFG, GCW, and TAP and All-Star Wrestling. But I eventually got in with uh, Southern Violence and Wrestling back in 2018, and I've been running with them ever since. Uh, A-Rod's our guest here. We have – we have about 13 minutes. So now we're going to come back. You know, I'm going to ask you some of the tougher questions. Okay. Um, and then uh, uh, first question, you know, because I ask all independent wrestlers this, uh, no one ever answers it the same way, so I'll put it to you. Two-part question. Uh, let's say that uh, you're in a match and, you know, you've been in the business for 
quite some time now, but uh, let's say like someone from AEW or Ring of Honor or WWE is at a show that you're doing, and they 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 come and talk to you backstage and say, hey, we're doing tryouts next week. We want you to come try out. And then, uh, you know, you get to try out, and then they, they want to sign you to a, a multi-year, uh, million-dollar contract. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, if you do get that opportunity, will you not big time us and still talk to us and still be our friend? Oh <laughs> uh, man. Well, first part to that question, yeah, who wouldn't? You know, it's uh I mean I definitely would, you know, take the offer, you know, if it's put on there. Heck, I mean, definitely be making way more money obviously than what I've ever made in my life, you know. Um and two, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't let uh fame or all that stuff get the best of me like i i'm nothing like that like in real life like i mean i'm really just a humble down-to-earth person just very gracious and just thankful i just always say i'm just truly richly blessed in the lord to be able to do what i'm you know i'm able to do that he's blessed me with this talent so whoever i i I encounter is you know i always still encounter them the same way like you know it's like even this status that people might want to push you and say you're all the way up here but for me i just say it's like man i'm still just a normal guy you know it's just i'm just doing something i love and enjoy doing to on a bigger stage but it still doesn't change me so that's awesome uh a rod's our guest here we got about uh, 11 minutes and uh real quick here a rod uh, we're gonna take a quick little pause and we'll go back to this uh you know uh we have a little contest going on here um For anybody that likes our page, uh, off the ropes on Facebook from the end of the show to the beginning of next show, automatically gets qualified to uh, win an autograph from this week's guest. Um, So the question is, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways for that uh, show that we're going to do? Yeah, sure. Not a problem. Definitely not a problem at all. All right. And I will – I'll – Send the uh, address to you in Messenger, and then uh, whenever you get a chance to do that, that'd be awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, one thing I uh, I noticed uh, on your uh, profile here that, you know, you've had a lot of different looks uh, in your career. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I guess, you know, usually I try and do a, you know, I try and do a comparison uh, to uh, what uh, people look like and uh, you know there's you just had so many different looks and so many cool looks I guess I don't know uh, from which look I can uh, I can compare it to but if I had to I'd say you you have this uh, you have a, a cross between uh, um, Will Smith and um, uh, the coach <laughs> Well, I guess uh, in some ways it's hey, it's cool for Will Smith, you know, and and for the coach. Well, I mean that's there's the coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I I you know, uh, at least I didn't say uh, Carlton from French Puss of Bel Air, right? Alfonso <laughs> Rivera. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, let's uh, we can go ahead and uh, take time to do this too, if. Um, if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Yeah, you can um, you can definitely find me obviously on Facebook, which is it, right now it's Axel A Rod Foley. Um, on Twitter, I believe it's A Rod Madness, uh, and 
and on Instagram, I believe I still I have it as the Madman Axel Foley. Um, so you can find me on there, um, and as well as you can also um, follow the Southern Violence and Wrestling page. They have their own page as well, so you can see all the um, different uh, things that they got posted up on there as well. Um, and usually I have a YouTube channel that connects with it too, which is, again, it's still under Axel Rod Foley as well. So, Awesome. And uh, real quick here, we won't uh, touch on it too much. Uh, uh, you know, COVID, we know it's a real thing, and we know COVID sucks, but uh, how has that affected uh, your area and uh, your career and what you're doing out there? Um, well, like I said, I believe for the most part, from 2020, it pretty much affected everybody. Uh, uh, with wrestling, obviously, we were put on hold for a few months, um, but we were able to eventually start back up. I believe it was back in June. We started back up, and, uh, you know, the the advantage with the brewing company was is that they have um, basically an outside field that's pretty pretty big and pretty large, you know, so at the time, you know, they were still following by a lot of the guidelines, you know, for people to wear masks, obviously, and, and whatnot, so, you know, we we did we did everything we, you know, as to following those guidelines and rules and whatnot, so, um, so the good thing was it didn't put a damper for too long with wrestling for us, um, so it, it's been, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been, I mean, like I said, it's been a challenge here and there, I mean, Work-wise, I was I, I do Instacart, so I was still able to work and whatnot. Um, but like I said, the beginning of of this year in January, actually, me and my uh, my wife and I both ended up getting uh, uh, COVID and whatnot. But I mean, praise the good Lord, it was very minor, nothing too serious. We just had a little basic minor aches and back, you know, little aches and pains here. Um, headaches obviously and, and whatnot we did lose our sense of smell and taste for a little bit but we were able it eventually came back you know within the week so um but other than that i mean you know we just we just thank the good lord man you know we've we, we've been okay and we've um you know we survived through it mostly and whatnot so but with georgia it's been um yeah it's been here and there uh you know it's affected quite a bit of people here and there but they've then, of course, throwing out the vaccines, you know, for people that, you know, want to take the vaccines, they do have now a lot of that more available out here as well, too. So, so uh, uh, A-Rod's our guest here. we got about five minutes. Um, if you know what it is, uh, let us know uh, when your next match is, where it is, uh, when it is, and uh, who it might be against, if you know. Yeah, um, so our next show for Southern Violence and Wrestling is going to be May 8th. Again, it's live in Athens at Southern Brewing Company. Um, It's presented as It Was All a Dream is the title for it. And I will be facing none other than one of my nemesis, Charlie Anarchy, defending the SBW world title in that match. And, of course, if, and that's a big if I lose, then – the stipulation is that fame must disband and be no more and whatnot. So, but like I've always said, and like I tell them all, I am the famous one that sits on the throne of the tippy top of the mountaintop and I ain't getting knocked off. So, but 
that's the time frame. It starts at 7, and also we air it on Fight TV, so you can get the Fight app. It's a free sign-up, and once you sign up, you can uh, pull up Southern Violence and Wrestling. You can catch all our matches, and usually for that show, it'll probably take a couple of weeks for it to actually air on Fight, So, but you can find us on Fight as well. So uh, I guess uh, you know you you know you can't get uh, knocked off the mountaintop, but uh, you know I'll tell you what if Granny ever shows up there with her cane, she might knock you down. <laughs> well, as I would say to anybody else, and even to Granny, everybody can dream. I just crush it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Bring it on, big boy. That. Bring it on. That's all I got to say. If you if you think if you think you're man enough to make me sit down and shut up or tell me whatever you know, bring it on. If you think you're man enough, bring it on. Uh, don't worry, darling. I mean, again, I am the SVW World Champion for a reason, and I'm also the reigning for 290 days. So yeah, trust me. I will do what needs to be done, and you'll continue to sit there and watch me be great. Oh wow! Oh, listen to this. Okay, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely have fun uh, interacting with you at a wrestling show. <laughs> you know, it's meant. You know, you mentioned you've been champion for two hundred ninety days. What's interesting about that is, uh, do you remember when I booked you as a guest? Yeah, yeah, it was quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I actually booked you as a guest last year, so, uh, you know, and uh, that's awesome because we'll just add another notch to our belt because anybody that we book that goes for uh, a championship either just before they come on or after they're booked or after they go for a title, they've never lost. We're like 3,000-0 or something like that, so we've never lost. So you cannot lose that title under any circumstance. See, Icon, I I, – I, I like that you acknowledge when you were able, you know, when you signed, uh, booked them and everything. But when you mentioned, see, I thought you were going a different place with that. You said, oh, you know, remember uh, you've been the champion for 290 days. I thought you were going to be like, you remember when I booked you 290 days ago? I thought like you were coming up on that anniversary type thing, and, and you just totally went a different direction with it. So that's fine, but you know. Well, you know, I like to book our guests far enough in advance. But we have uh, A-Rod as our guest here. we got about uh, 60 seconds. So, uh, real quick here, what do you got to say to our fans before you sign off? Well, to all the fans out there, continue to support indie pro wrestling wherever your local wrestling is around your areas. Just continue to support because you never know. They could be the next big star eventually down the road. Um at the same time, just to continue to be safe. Um, and, hey, just always remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I, in a very special mm. kind of way, because I'm the famous one. And uh, you keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we will definitely have you on again. I do appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Thanks for being on. A-Rod, ladies and gentlemen, what, what an awesome interview. That's awesome. So anyway, so our next guest should be rolling in here the, shortly. The, the six oh one, right? No, 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 no. Six oh one's later. Um, uh, should be six six two is what you're looking for. 
Okay. So when they I'll, jump uh, off, I'll keep, I'll keep on looking, but. All right. Because he just said he's going in, so. All right. I'll look for it. But. So we've had, a, you know, we've had, so far we've had another, another great night so far. And, uh, you know, we have a little time left on the show. So, uh, well, 45 minutes to be exact. And, uh, you know, um I'm just waiting on it. Uh, I got while we're waiting, while we're waiting for this guest. Do, do you want to give us a little teaser into your event, or? Well, you know, there's a there's a there's a guy that uh, that's a local radio DJ guy here, and uh, he's been under my skin for. Well, let's see. What are we? Twenty? Was it twenty twenty one? Right now. Mhm. He's been under my skin for about twenty two years. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's about, uh, you know, people say that I need to let stuff go, but with this guy, there is no letting it go at all. And I'm going to explain that when we go through. Uh, so. All right. Well, I'm, I'm waiting just, on this number. All right. So you should be in my computer locked up, so I'm going to hurry up and reset before the end of the show. Yeah, because you, you may need to jump on the uh, board here at the end, so. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I hate to use second-rate equipment, but uh, you know, it's. I have a hand-me-down laptop. Six six two is what you're talking about, right? Correct. Yep. All righty, six six two it is. But you do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the man that will send a warrant for your arrest. In the ring, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the WWW. He is Wes Warren. Hey, this is Wes Warren. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holster. How's it going, champ? It's going good, guys. What's going on? Well, we're doing all right. Uh, we have Wes Moore as our guest here. We have about uh, 28 minutes. So here's what we're going to do uh, real quick. Uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll go to Grandy, and we'll go to Big Swing, and we'll come back to me and ask you the tough questions. So go ahead. All right. Yeah, my name's Wes Moore, and I've been wrestling for four years now out of the state of Mississippi. I spent about seven months last year during the pandemic lockdown training out of Booker T School, Reality of Wrestling, and with some luchadors that have been all over the place in this world. I don't pull any punches. I don't take I don't take any prisoners. I don't play no games with people around here. I'm straight business. I'm a technical wrestler, and I'd like to get down and dirty when I get in that ring. So with uh, with that being said, uh, you know you know you've been in the business for four years. Um, do you uh, do you travel all over, or do you just uh, pretty much stay close to where you're at? Well, I started out in Mississippi when I first got started getting my feet wet, but eventually over time I made connections in other states such as Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and Texas. And I've been mainly staying in that general area for the most part of my career, but um, I'm actually coming back from a ankle injury that I've been rehabbing since December. And one of my main goals is to branch out all over this country, all over this world, so that everybody knows the name of Westmore. 
So uh, you were so you were trained by Booker T. So you obviously got to meet him, right? No, I didn't. I wasn't trained by Booker T. At first, at first, I was trained um, at the Pro Wrestling Ego Dojo out of Jackson, Mississippi, uh, under a guy named the Nightmare Jeremiah and Jay Andrews and uh, John Davis on the main guys that had the first part of training. And I still learn every day from those guys, but I did train out of Booker T's for seven months last year. Um, All right. I did learn. That, I did learn some stuff from Booker, but I did not. Um, he, I did not. I did not get my start at the reality of wrestling. Well, yeah, because the reason why I asked is because I was just wondering if he ever said to you, "Can you dig that sucker?" Or suckers got to know. <laughs> no, I've never. I've never said that to him. I'm, 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 I keep it straight professional. There you go. Uh, Wes Moore is our guest here. We have uh, 25 minutes here. Uh, so when you're uh, when you're wrestling, um, have you uh, considered yourself to be more of a uh, baby face, a heel, an in between, or are you more of a of a what a crowd guy thinks you are? I'm a whatever the crowd guy thinks I am. I come out there and do my thing, and um, it's up to the crowd to decide whether they like me or not. I don't go out there and outright try to be a, a jerk to everybody, but I don't go out there and outright pander to everybody either. So it, well, it, it, it depends on what kind of mood you catch me in on any given day, but I, I myself for the most part in that ring. Well, you, well, you know what they, you know what they say. I mean, the 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 fans really decide, you know, everything. Of um, so, so with that being said, Granny, uh, he's not quite a heel, but he could be. What do you have for our guest, Wes Warren? We have 24 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hello. I'm Granny Holkster. Um, I'm not a wrestler at all, even though I've been threatened to been thrown in the ring a few times, but I'm just a big, huge fan. I actually have a, a shirt that I wear. It says, what you going to do when Granny Holkster goes crazy on you? And I... All my wrestling friends call me Granny. Their spouses call me Granny. Their kids call me Granny. Even the fans call me Granny. So I've I've had this gimmick name for about probably twenty, almost twenty five years now. So, and I still have my original Granny shirt, by the way. So, I guess one of my questions to you is, what has been one of your most challenging matches, and who was it against? One of my most challenging matches so far was the guy that initially trained me, uh, the Nightmare Jeremiah, I mentioned him earlier. I had a kendo stick on a pole match with him once. And the reason that was so hard is because we had the object of the match was to pinfalls and submissions were not, um, they were not in play until until you had to climb this pole and grab a kendo stick off the pole and bring it into the match into play to use. Oh wow. So oh, wow. once that happened, I can you can only imagine what would what would ensue after a guy like him and I gotta paint a picture of what this guy looks like. Imagine a cross between Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, imagine Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers and Mankind all wrapped into one. With Come a bunch on. of crazy tattoos and a and a lust for blood. That's the guy oh my. that initially trained me in this business. And I had a match with wow. him for, for, our, for, our, for our home promotions main championship that <clears> night <throat> in this Nintendo stick on a pole match. Wow. He gives me a nasty power bomb on the ground, and he pursues to go grab this Nintendo stick. 
and he wears me out for a solid five to six minutes. And I don't know if you've ever been hitting with like a kendo stick or a bamboo stick or anything like that. Maybe when you were a kid for disciplinary reasons, you know, we all get that. I got it too. But when it's aimed <laughs> at your back and your arms and your face and your chest, it's a completely different feeling. I've seen it done many a time, so <laughs> I know how hard it can hurt. I got him back eventually, but it, it was, it was, that was definitely one of the most difficult matches I've ever had because I, I knew what was coming, wow. I knew I wasn't going to like it, and I didn't like it. It left scars and welts all over my back, and I still have some of those to this day. So. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Wes Warren's our guest here. we got uh, 22 minutes. Uh, we'll uh, big bring. Uh, we know that uh, big swing. He's got a lot of stuff going on, so we'll bring him on real quick, and then uh, then we'll come back to me. What do you got uh, for our guest, sir? Big swing. Go ahead. Hold on, I just had to unmute the microphone here for a second because um, I got some other stuff in the background. Um, he kind of covered it a little bit. I mean, usually my go-to question is, you know, what has involved in the wrestling business? What were some of your, you know, motivations, inspirations? we looked up to yada yada but kind of covered that a little bit but uh i mean i guess when you when you look back at it uh take us sort of through your personal journey like what what kind of was the day that you said you know what yep this is what i want to do you know i'm not because not a lot of people get into wrestling you know if they're athletic they usually play other sports what kind of was that moment where you were like yep this, this is the business for me. I'm, I'm going to do this for the foreseeable future. Well, to make a, long, to make a short story long, I've always mm. had a fascination about it. And um, I graduated high school in 2011. And around 2014, I moved out to Tennessee with a friend, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And I got caught up in kind of a rough crowd. And the entire time, and I didn't see a gym for the entire time I was living there. So I get back to Mississippi in the, two, in the summer of 2016, and I just started wondering what I wanted to do and wondering if I should ever try wrestling. I had cold feet about it for probably about three or four months before I actually started training. So I just didn't know what to expect or what it was going to be like. But I eventually followed my guts, well, got the guts to go out and train. And mainly it was – is my thought was I've always loved this. I've always wanted to do it. It's something I want to make money at doing, and I'm not getting any younger. Eventually, your body's going to break down. You can't do this when you're sick, so I might as well try it now. There's, there's no good time to start. You just got to start. And ever since yeah, then, I like that. It's been, a, it's been an outlet for me to get out of a bad life that I was living. It's an outlet for me to stay clean. Now for me to uh, express myself and relieve tension whenever I can. I do like getting in the ring, getting uh, getting physical with people. It tends to relieve a lot of tension for me. So that's why I'm so intense in the ring because it's a reflection of who I am. Yeah, that's deep. I like that. That is awesome. Uh, we have uh, Wes Warren as a guest here. We have about 19 minutes. So now. I'm going to ask you uh, some, you know, some uh, tougher questions. You know, and you know, I, I, I like how you, you said that, you know, you, when your, your body breaks down and you get older, you know, you can't do stuff as much as you want to, but 
you know, look at Ric Flair. He's like, what, 100 or something like that? And he's still going. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my question to you is, uh, let's say that uh, you're at an event, and I asked all independent wrestlers for this. Uh, let's say that you're in an event, and someone from, like, Ring of Honor, AEW, or the WWE sees you on a match, and they, they talk to you after the show and say, hey, you know, we're having trials. We want you to come, uh, you know, come try out for us. Now, two-part question. Let's say uh, you get offered that. One, is that something you want to do? And two, when you get that multi-year contract, uh, will you not big-time us and still be our friend and still talk to us? <laughs> oh god, you guys are crazy! But yeah, uh, yeah, I would absolutely take the tryout. And um, oh yeah, of course, yeah, I would, I would, I would bring y'all. I would, I would mention y'all because y'all gave me a platform to express who I was and tell the world about myself. So I mean, and and honestly, this is one of the first interviews I've ever gotten like this. So it's pretty cool. So y'all are definitely gonna, you know, be up there if that ever happens. I'm, I'm not a get. I'm not one of those yeah. guys that like. Well, so, you know, yeah, bank on the future in um, 100% because you never know what can happen. It's awesome about that. Yeah, what's awesome about that is, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, what, what's, what's cool about that is, you, you know, you're one of those guys, like a lot of guests that we've had, have uh, never figured out where they come from, you know. There, there, there is some guys that, you know, uh, will step on people to get to the top. You'll uh, use people to boost you up to the next rent, uh, the next rung of the ladder, but you're not going to step on it as you're going up, right? Oh, of course not. I always try to bring people with me. I've got when I was out in the, um, when I was out in Texas last summer, I learned a lot of. I was around a lot of group of guys that uh, were really supportive of each other. Um, um, they were, uh, and I and I had never really seen anything like that. It was a bunch of group of guys that were just like ten, fifteen, twenty of us that were always like, you know, hooting and hollering at each other to get better at training. It really just brought like like the only way you're you are gonna truly succeed is if like you bring a lot of people with you because I was I was taught from a very uh early point in this business where I think the express I could be paraphrasing here, but the expression is the people you see on the way up the same people you're going to see on the way back down. So don't step on any toes. Don't rub people the wrong way if if you can help it. And um, you know, just don't 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 don't, just, don't be a jerk in general. Because that's that's the main takeaway I got from when I started. Just don't 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 try to backstab anybody because somebody's going to try to backstab you maybe. That's awesome. I. I, I... And, you know, it's interesting how you, how you put that. I, I actually, uh, you know, we've had a lot of uh, different questions, and I actually like that answer uh, better than most that we've had. That, that is awesome. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Wes Morris, I guess, to be able to assist in this. Uh, we, and we won't talk uh, very too much because, you know, we all know that it sucks. But, uh, you know, we all know that COVID is a real thing. And, uh, you know, I think we're starting to turn the corner in it compared to when we were a year ago. But uh, let us kind of know how uh, COVID has affected your career and uh, how it's affected you and what you're doing out there. Uh, uh, you asked how COVID has affected my career? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the funny thing about COVID is, I know I keep harping back on my time in Texas last summer, but the weird thing is I was I moved out there at the very tail end of February. And 
the whole lockdown happened mid-March. So I had about two weeks of normalcy out there in Texas where everything got shut down. And once that happened, all the shows got shut down and all that. So there wasn't a lot of shows running every single weekend during the week. So that was the perfect opportunity to just for me to just dig my heels into the ground and just focus on what I initially came out there for was to just train and get better on a consistent basis. So it helped me in that sense. And um, it also helped me as like it also helped me see that this this um like shows are going to come back eventually, but we have to be ready when they do. And it's not the time to slack off at all. So with uh, that being said, Wes Warner's our guest here. We got 13 minutes. Do you know uh, uh, if you do when your next show is? When is it? Where is it? Uh, and who might it be against? Well, the thing about that is I'm currently recovering an ankle injury that I suffered back in December. I had a um, compound ankle fracture, and I'm I'm almost I would say I'm about 95 percent as I'm saying saying these words. Um, by June, July, I'll be back 100% ready to go. But right now, I'm still nursing back an ankle injury, and I'm just being safe about it because I really don't want to hurt it again. Um, but um, as of right now, I couldn't tell you where my when's my next match is going to be. But if I had to put an exact guess, will be it'll be anytime between June and August. Well, what I want you to do is I want you to keep me posted on when your next match is. Uh, that way, we can. Uh, Try and get you back on, and then you can promote it. Absolutely, I'll do that for sure. Awesome, and uh, you know, um, you know, you, you mentioned that you know your ankle injury. Um, do you? Uh, uh, who? What uh, was it? Who was it against that you got that ankle injury with? Wasn't in a match. It was actually a training session. Um, I was down in Pasadena, Mississippi. Um, it was. I was actually supposed to wrestle that night. It was um, December nineteenth, two thousand and twenty, in Pascagoula, Mississippi. I went down there. I drove myself down there, and by myself, and I ended up injuring my ankle in the ring, rolling around, just kind of doing a little bit of training before the show, just getting a little warmed up. And I had to pull out of the show. I couldn't make it, so I, w- I, w- I went to the ER, the emergency room, right when it happened. It says it's, com- it's completely broken, and I didn't have anybody in the car with me, so I had to use my big toe to operate the gas on my broken ankle, drive back to my house three hours. And, uh, well, let me ask you this. When it happened, uh, did, did you know what it was, or uh, did you have an inkling of what it was because of the pain, or uh, did they, they tell you when you got to the, the hospital or the clinic or whatever? I knew the moment it happened, it was really, really bad. I could tell right then. I couldn't put any pressure on it. it. I couldn't put any pressure on it, and it swelled up in minutes. By the time I got to the emergency room, and the emergency room was not far from the venue I was at, it was probably a solid six, seven-minute drive from door to door. And by the time I got out of the car to go into the emergency room, my foot was an ankle were completely swollen. And I would say I was probably on a, in crutches and on a and in a boot for about two and a half, two and a half months, for sure. It wasn't, it wasn't about, it wasn't until around early to mid-March that I started walking without all that boot and crutches. Uh, and uh, so we can uh, get this in. We have uh, West Warner's, I guess, here. We have about 10 minutes. Um, 
if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing and follow you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, uh, a GoFundMe. Use crutches for sale. What do you got? <laughs> Man, I'd love to sell those news cr- news crutches. They could uh, autograph them, maybe make some money on them one day. That'd be a pretty cool story. <laughs> but uh, but in all seriousness, um, my Twitter handle is Wes underscore Warren twenty four. Es underscore Warren twenty four. And also my Instagram is Wes Warren. That's W E S S underscore Warren. That's Wes with two S's. Wes underscore Warren. And I am also on Facebook, too. You can uh, type in my name, Wes Warren. Just pull me up. Um, uh, you can follow me on there. And that's all my social medias. That's awesome. Uh, Wes Warren is our guest here. We got about uh, nine minutes. So, now, I was kind of curious, you know, um, with your, uh, you know, with your particular injury, uh you know, you're obviously in, in pain, and uh, you know you got to work your way back. But uh, how? Um, uh, what kind of training um, do you do you try and maintain when you're injured like that? Well, for the long, well, at, at first I couldn't do any lower body workout, so it was all upper body. But ever since I could start putting pressure on my ankle and utilize it, I've been doing a lot of. Um, Strength training exercises. So I was fortunate enough that I didn't need surgery on this thing. It just kind of healed back naturally. So around March 3rd, the doctor said, it's healed. All you got to do is just give it some time to build the strength back up, and you'll be good to wrestle again. He said about six weeks. Now, it's been over six weeks then, but I still feel comfortable. A lot of guys, some of the mentors I had in wrestling told me, if you got an injury, especially with an ankle, wait till, wait till you're 100%, and then wait another two weeks. And I heard that. So you know what? I'll be here in I'm waiting until month. So I could probably start wrestling honestly in about two weeks if I wanted to, but I think it's probably the safer route to go later in the week. Because with the type of injury I have, it, it could be it could be very serious. But you also don't want to run. Um, you also don't want to run the risk of potentially doing it again, you know, too soon. That happens a lot sometimes when people rush back from injuries. I mean, I, right. even if you're 100%, there's always that, you know, potential of, of it, you know, happening again. So Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the thing about that is there's always that fear that it's going to happen again, too, because that's the bigger thing. I actually listened to a podcast recently, Christian Cage, who just uh, yes. got on AEW, who put on Jericho's podcast. He was talking about his concussion. And because you know he had to retire because of concussion issues, and he and right yeah. before he came back um, WWE recently, the doctors told him that you're not in any more risk of getting a concussion now than you ever were. So you can't go out there thinking you're going to get another concussion because it's going to hold you back. And that stuck with me because I'm still like that same thing. I mean, I know concussions and ankle injuries are not exactly the same thing, but I feel like it's the same concept, the same mindset you got to be in. That. Well, sometimes if you have a very serious injury, chances are, it, you know, if you play or fight or whatever you do as your sport, if you do it the same way you did it beforehand and you rehab properly or whatever, chances are if it's a super serious, crazy injury, it's not going to happen again. But if you baby it, if you favor it, if you're thinking about it, 
uh, and you misstep, you know, it, it, it could happen again. I've seen it happen again when people think more about it than when they just play like like it never happened to begin with. So, yeah, just don't yeah. let it get to your head. Go out and do your thing, and, uh, you know, hey, everything happens for a reason. So, you know, we'll uh, maybe, maybe you'll come back even stronger from it this time. Yeah, I'm hoping I have some of those, uh, like, mutant healing abilities where my bones heal back stronger than they were. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I hope that happens to Dak Prescott too, since the Cowboys actually have a uh, quarterback this season. But anyway, my uh, I, I digress. <laughs> so, Icon, are you are you still here with us? Because you've been awfully quiet, and, uh, and that's well, unusual no, uh, for you. Well, we have about uh, less I guess here. We have about uh, five minutes here left. Uh, all right. So, with that, uh, with all that uh, uh, going on, you know you mentioned don't know when uh, your next match is but if you had a if you had the chance or the um option who is one person you'd like to get back in the ring again with the question was who i would like to uh bank again or somebody new yeah again yeah i think it, i think it's yeah. an opponent that you faced before that you would love to get back in the ring with again if you had the chance well um, one guy I'd like to get back in the ring with again that I haven't wrestled in uh, probably since before I got hurt, a few months before I got hurt was Ray Fury. Um, he he runs um he runs around the same area I do. I've known him. He saw me take my first bumps. So like he's kind of a mentor and a friend to me in this business too. So if I had to choose a guy again I would like to face, I've already faced before it would definitely be him. I've only had two matches with him, but I feel like if we just keep banging him out Having more matches, they'll get better, and I know they will. But Icon, can we can we set out. up can we set up his return match against Sylvester Fox? That uh, I know Granny would like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. That'd be amazing. Uh, but uh, I might have. We to, have like uh, a golf club to... on a pole match. Like whoever gets to the golf club gets to use it first, kind of a thing. You know, we could do something like that. Yeah, yeah. Golf club would hurt too, just about kendo sticks. Oh hurt. yeah, yeah for sure. At <laughs> least <laughs> uh, you can sometimes break a kendo stick. You can't necessarily break a golf club. Well, I know, but you can yeah, bend it awfully club, well. Golf though. club can break you though. <laughs> yeah, yes, the golf yes. club can break you for sure. Well, you know, I, you know, I want to kind of, kind of go back to uh, you know uh, hardcore matches uh, now. Is that uh, something that uh, you like to do, or would you rather just for uh, technicals? Um, I'm down for any type of match, honestly. I've been in, uh, I, I was in a, uh, a, a match about a year ago where it was a TLC match, and there were also Kendo Six and Adores uh, utilized too. It was five minute, five way ladder match, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to do any type of match. Uh, straight technical wrestling, brawling, hardcore. Um, I'm like, I will literally try it all. Well, that leads me to my next question. So when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be more like a high flyer, like a Rey Mysterio, a uh, ass kicker like Stone Cold Steve Austin, or a more technical wrestler like Fred the Hitman Hart? I'm sorry, guys. Y'all were breaking up a little bit. What was that? Well, when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be uh, a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio, a technical wrestler like Bret Hart, or just an ass kicker like Stone Cold Steve Austin? 
Well, for you, I would say, I would probably take uh, Bret Hart because I really like the way he. Okay. Uh, I really like the way he wrestles. Um, okay. But I think it would still have to carry that same impression as Steve Austin, though. That intensity. But if I had to pattern my thing, it would be after Bret Hart. That's awesome. So, you know who uh, was super icon. You know who was super intense. Also very good technically, but super intense. And I'm talking from '97 till the end. Uh, actually, '96 till the end. Um, and I believe we mentioned this guy earlier. But Sting. I, I don't think anyone really realized how intense. Even though quiet, didn't say more than two words in four years. But how intense Sting was in the ring as well. And uh, I could sort of see. Um, see uh, West being kind of similar to that too based on what he's described is kind of that doesn't say too much doesn't really come out not really in your face but can uh, can, can lay somebody down if they need to oh I'm in your face sure no you're in your well okay alright well that too <laughs> I mean ver- verbally you don't strike me as a guy who's too much of a shit talker but I, I could be wrong I've been wrong before oh yeah I got it in me So, Icon, you you with us? Uh, what are we doing here? You, you know, you're not usually quiet for this stretch, of, this amount of time. Well, no, no, I'm here. Uh, I, I'm oh, okay. trying to get this, uh, just trying to get this uh, laptop up and running. Uh, you know, you know oh, what they lovely. say about technical. You know what they say about technical issues? You know. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about running it, dude. I got. Uh, I actually. I, I, you want to talk about technology? I've actually got the show up and running from my phone in the car right now so because I, I have to head uh, I have to head over to the satellite station to do something real quick so I'm actually running the board and everything from the car so you want to talk about technology icon there you go that's technology 101 <laughs> all right well uh, well let me ask this uh, uh, Wes have you ever uh, have you ever thought about tag team uh, you know because I, I have a mask you know, by usually just breaking out on the weekends. But uh, have you ever thought of tag team? Have I ever been a tag, in a tag team? Well, no. Have you ever thought about doing a tag team? I think you and I would make great tag team partners. Really? <laughs> okay, Do you I have, have any wrestling experience, Icon? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, Icon, but yeah, before uh, he answers this question, before he answers this question, if he would team with you, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell him what your finishing move is, uh, which in other words is disqualification. But go ahead, tell him what your finishing move is before he answers if a team with you. Well, the deal is, as long as the, refer- as long as the referee's back is turned, it's perfect. It's called the junk punch him in the man business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or DQ, um, lose the match. Hey, hey, there you go. What they, they don't know won't hurt them, right? Right. I guess so. uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know. That's it's funny about me. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I if I had to wrestle, I, I I would definitely be a baby face. But some people say I have heel tendencies. You know, for some reason I have that. You know, X five heat. I'm sure you've heard that term, but uh, and I don't know where it comes from, but uh, I just don't. I just don't get it. You know. So anyway, well, I'll tell you what, Wes, we uh, we've had a blast with you. Uh, we definitely want to have you back on with us. 
keep us posted on when your next match is, and then we'll uh, uh, try and get you on uh, a little bit before, like a week before, and you can tell us everybody about it, and then we'll get it uh, taken care of. All right, guys, I appreciate uh, y'all having me on. Uh, it's been a lot, it's been a blast talking to you guys. Thanks for letting me come on oh, here. And, and then real quick here, story. real quick here, uh, we do have a contest going on. Uh, anybody that likes our Facebook page from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show automatically is qualified to uh, win autographs from uh, one of the guests this week. Would you be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways? Yes, sir, absolutely. All right, I, I sent you yeah. all the information. Uh, I sent you all the information on Messenger, so... Uh, Whenever you can get to that, we'd appreciate it. All right. All right. All righty. All right. Thanks, bud. Take care. Yep. All right, guys. Y'all be good. All right. All right. Wes Warren is our guest. That was awesome. Uh, So, anyway, real quick here, I just want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, some things that have been going on lately. Uh, Yes, we need to hear this. uh, We need to hear this rant, this vent. This needs to happen. Well, you know the uh, you know the NFL draft is coming up, right? I do. I have to cover it Thursday night. Yes. I'm well All right. Uh, and uh, uh, let me ask you this: Where do you think uh, Trey Lance will go? From what you, you know, you're on a sports show all day. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm hearing different things. I'm hearing that John Elway is sick of having nobody at quarterback, and uh, they don't really feel confident in Drew Locke. I'm thinking that if Mac Jones goes before that, they could pull the trigger on him. Um, but what I'm thinking is that Mac Jones probably ends up in Denver if if they go quarterback. And I'm thinking because of the competition level that Trey Lance played in college, which, yes, they're a national championship team, but they still are FCS, uh, I'm thinking that um, he ends up in New England, which would be an ideal situation for him. Uh, under Belichick and, and uh, Josh McDaniel. I, I think that would be obviously uh, a great situation for him to come in and probably learn under Cam Newton for a year or two and, and become, you know, an all-star more so than, so, so, you know, another so team. Trey, Trey would go to New England. If he doesn't go to Denver, I had him going to Carolina. But Carolina just traded for Sam Darnold now, so they got Darnold and Bridgewater. So I, I'm thinking it's either Den- the only two teams that are going to need a quarterback after the initial three go are going to be Denver and New England. So, so that's where I would see, yeah, because I don't think they're going to bring him in as a backup. I think they're going to bring him in as a potential starter, maybe a one-year sitter type of thing. And uh, let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, who, who do you think goes first uh, between uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Because you know I'm a fan of both teams. And uh, uh, between uh, Trey Lance and who? Justin Fields. Oh, Fields? Definitely Fields. Fields is going to go number three. It's gonna, I'm telling you, and, and I'm going to put money on this, it's going to go Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields. And, but here's the thing. The 49ers now, I think, are going to part ways with Garoppolo. Garoppolo could end up back in New England which could then give Denver the opportunity to pull the trigger on Lance. So you just never know what's going to happen. That, that's the chaos of the draft, and that's why it's so fun. It's a, it's a highly viewed event every year. And uh, what do you think Dallas is going to take? I hope defense. I really hope Kyle Pitts gets taken before Dallas picks so that Jerry Jones, who's enamored with him, uh, doesn't end up pulling the trigger on a tight end that we don't need. Um, I'm hoping Patrick Sertan. I'd be happy with J.C. Horn. 
Um, I, I would like a pass rusher if there's one, like a Gregory Rousseau or somebody like that, if they're available there. Um, but really, we need to fix that secondary. And if Sertan's there, uh, it's, it's a no-brainer. But, um, but, hey, who the hell knows? I mean, I, that's why I don't get paid to make these decisions. I just get paid to talk about them. Well, and uh, we're, well, we'll just go to this. Who, who's, uh, who, who is Granny's team going to take? Well, the Chiefs traded their first-round pick to Baltimore. In fact, I think they traded uh, two of their picks early rounds to Baltimore. Um, but the Chiefs, I was going to say, needed offensive line, but the Chiefs did a lot of work in the offseason pulling in a lot of offensive linemen, um, like like start, like Pro Bowl caliber offensive linemen, and they just got Orlando Brown, who's a Pro Bowler from, from Baltimore, uh, to, to step in and fill that gap. So, uh, really, I think at this point, Kansas City's so good, they just need some filler talent. I mean, maybe, maybe and some defensive got that health, offensive maybe. lineman guy from New England, too, Sooney, didn't they? Exactly. Yes, they did. Yep. So they're, they're, they're set. I mean, they are, they're, they're, they're sitting pretty. They can take really whoever they want and, and be fine. You know, and uh, we know that the, eventually Minnesota's going to have to take a quarterback. It probably won't be this year. I think it'd be more like next year. But uh, what, what's the word on Minnesota? They need interior offensive line help desperately. Um, I I have in my mock draft, which I'll, I'll release on Facebook um, probably tonight or tomorrow, uh, it's, I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker, who is uh, offensive guard from USC, uh, just because, like I said, they need they need some help in that interior. Uh, I could also see them taking a quitty pay, uh, a defensive tackle. I know they have some holes in their D tackle as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of different different ways that they could go with it. But um, I, I'd say either offensive, um, offensive uh, interior offensive lineman or a, um, or a uh, uh, defensive pass rusher. That'd be, that'd be you know, nice. and uh, you know, I know we're running out of time. You know, I hate to uh, put the event off till next week, but it'll definitely get done next week. But uh, uh, you're you know, killing me, you're killing cliffhangers, man. You're keeping us on the ropes. Well, I know, but uh, you know, uh, there is because there is a few other things I do want to talk about, though. Uh, All right. The, you know the uh, uh, NDSU Bison. Uh, you know they did defeat Eastern Washington uh, on Saturday. So get yep. this, our next game is this coming Sunday. 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 Against Sam Houston State University. Nice. When's the last time you heard of a college football game being played on Sunday? That's unusual for sure. I mean, that is you know, definitely unusual. I mean, you've heard Thursday. It's always mostly Saturday. Uh, usually, what, what what are some days of the week that college football never plays? Sunday. Right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, you know, and then uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm working full swing of the FM Vaders. I uh, hope everybody uh, did. Either you guys see my Facebook live uh, this week? I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but uh, the uh, Invaders uh, got their first loss of the season. Of course, it was a non-conference game. Uh, <clears throat> We had a nice uh, eight-hour road trip from uh, Fargo to uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and back. Uh, we lost on a uh, last-second uh, touchdown. Uh, they scored a two. They tied it, and then they scored a two-point conversion. Of course, you know we aren't making any excuses, 
However, I think it would have been a lot different if we would have had a kicker because we had to go for a two-point conversion every time we scored a touchdown. So that kind of uh, that kind of put things in perspective. Uh, you know, it, it's good to go for two all the time, but you also need a kicker. You know? I got you. And, oh, I was supposed to ask uh, a, que- uh, a fan sent me a question. They wanted me to ask uh, this of you. Uh, what have you heard about uh, uh, sport, uh, sports for the teams that you cover uh, in uh, you broadcasting again? Uh, you know, now that uh, hopefully COVID should be done by the time school starts again. Or don't you know? Must uh, have. You know, well, you know, I'll tell you what, Granny, I, uh, you know, we'll, uh, if he stepped away, that's fine. We'll just, uh, Finish the last uh, four minutes here, uh, but you know I, I guess I'm kind of sad that you won't be able to make it to the wedding, and I haven't told Homer yet. Um, uh, well, don't tell Homer because I don't want it to break his heart. Okay, I mean you know so. I well, love you, Homer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he 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 loves he loves Granny too, uh, but uh, you know it's um, it's. Uh, you know, we're uh, hopefully eventually we can get you down here, like maybe for like a Puff of Mania match or something. Um, that would be cool. You know, uh, you know. Speaking of Puff of Mania, you know they got a big event coming up, and uh, you know I, I know we usually we like to promote them on this show, but uh, um, they haven't let me know if they're going to have me do anything with them this year, uh, this time. So I don't know. Um, you know, apparently. Uh, you know, it's uh, it seems to be it seems to be that you know I don't want to make make turn this into a sob session or anything, but it seems like a lot of uh, uh, places have been turning their back on the icon lately, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of upsetting to me. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, you take the, I would like you take to, the right I would like to try I would like to try to get Magnificent Malico on our show, so he can voice his opinion against Will all day. I'm well, gonna have you know, to work did, on that. Uh, I did. Uh, I did send him a message. Hopefully, he'll respond. He's, he's pretty right. good about responding to messages. So. All right. But I would love to have Magnificent Malico on our show. I think that would be. He would be an awesome yeah. guest. He would be yeah, an awesome well, interview. Get to that, get to well, that booking. About, I mean, uh, we, we, guys, I don't see why we can't. Excuse me. I, I, I don't. I said I don't see what, why what we can't. The, I mean, get on that booking. Yeah, what about the guy that stole the belt, though? Would you want to talk to him? Oh, well, that might be right. fun. Get, uh, get, uh, will get, Will all day? Him, that might be get fun. Get him on too. Get him on too, and we could have a little uh, thing between the two this? of them. How about this? We'll, we'll, we'll put Will all day on, right? And, and and I'll play I'll play the song Purple Rain for the introduction. Uh, that'll be yeah, be good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. But all right, guys, um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cut it here now. We got Yankee coverage and whatnot. All right, uh, so but... everybody, make sure you check out our page, Off the Ropes. Uh, content, uh, new content always drops either Friday, uh, Thursday night or Friday night. Uh, so uh, keep listening. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Uh, I have guest booked from now on, from now until the end of 2022. So and I can, we are content. starting. 
We are We're starting gonna... next week with your rant. We have to. You've been teasing it for too long. We are open. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.